by Johnson. Johnson is three-point territory, but guarded tightly. Johnson cuts left, now fires a three, and it's good! And he's fouled! It's tough! And he is fouled! Welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Recording from wonderful Canada, uh, day after the NBA Finals. This will be coming out two days after in the morning, but regardless... Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors for winning the 2017 championship. I said at the beginning of the season, I think it was kind of written in stone since July 4th when Kevin Durant announced that he was going to sign. Um, outside of that, Stephen takes immediate reactions from it. Um, social words. media given a lot of backlash um, to the validity of this championship win. Um, but... They are the champions. Yeah, I you can't the, deny the, that the validity is ridiculous. They didn't cheat. They have a lower cap than or a lower salary than the Cleveland Cavaliers. And you don't have to agree with me. I know you're a Cavaliers fan. I know you were talking trash about Curry and everybody last night. That Come off whatever personality you want. Um, to set it straight, if this happens to anybody's team, they'll be okay with it. It's mm-hmm. just that it happened to be the 73-win team. And he didn't do anything wrong. You can't fault him for it. And he was the best player in the finals. He went and did exactly what he was going to do. Um, I want to say one of the first things that I saw was this would be a perfect metaphor for this season, having Russell Westbrook win the regular season MVP and having Kevin Durant win the finals MVP. Shows that Russell Westbrook's more of a stat chaser, cares more about statistics and that kind of thing, uh, than he does winning, uh, rather than KD, who left to win, to win his ring, to solidify him as the top 25 player of all time, in my opinion. Now that he has a ring and a finals MVP, you know, he's moving past the likes of Carl Malone and Charles Barkley. Um, you know, obviously, as the years go and how long this stretch of time lasts will determine the rest of his legacy. Uh, but just immediately, um, holy shit, <laughs> this is going to be something. They're going to run it back again for at least one more year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to re-sign Curry. Durant's going to restructure his contract. And whether uh, the Cavaliers trade Kevin Love, which has already been rumors about, um, if they do add Paul George, it'd be pretty interesting. I think that might be the Best trade for the Cavaliers to make, not the best trade for the Pacers to make, because well, you can't build they a franchise. Thaddeus Young, Miles Turner. But you can't build a franchise around Kevin Love. No. And that's the thing. Kevin Love's, what, 27, 28 already? Well, it's not even that. Just even him and his prime. We saw in Minnesota, he couldn't win a title by himself. Mm-mm. Miles Turner's not there yet. He's only 20 years old. He's a second best player on the championship team kind of guy. Um, so him going there, yeah, I understand he has the flexibility in his contract, but in Paul George obviously is the other best player in the East, and it would help with the flexibility playing against the Warriors. But how many more players can LeBron add to this team before people are going to start realizing that the Cavs are also a, a super team, if you will? And him coming out and saying that they're not a super team is just – Way for him to deflect that he got beat because he decided to sign his friends to max contracts and contracts that they wouldn't have gotten anywhere else. And at Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith, they need to start. He needs <laughs> to start. J.R. got what four years, forty-five. He's making about uh, twelve million a year. So like forty-eight. Then. Yeah, and Tristan Thompson's making eighteen million dollars a year to rebound the basketball. Who got out rebounded by Stephen Curry? Nobody. Nobody else was 
near the offer. Mm. And the fact that LeBron is using his power to do that, and they lost because of it, to be honest. Because if they wouldn't have paid these guys so much, if they wouldn't have been so much into the luxury tax. But that's the thing. You trade for Paul George, you have him for one year. He's going to want a max deal. You're not going to be able to fit all those contracts on the roster. And then what, are you going to gut the team again? Or is LeBron going to run away to form another team? Like, come on, man. There's only so many times you can do that. No, and I, I understand the backlash with the Warriors signing the guy, but they drafted the three of their guys. The contracts ended to work, and... Kevin Durant joined them in free agency. It's perfectly and okay. I think I try to remind myself about whenever someone talks about the Warriors and the team they built. Um, I'm a huge Yankee fan, as Phil and the rest of my family. And in 2009, well, in 2009 offseason, going into the season of 2009, the Yankees signed CC Sabathia, Mark Teixeira, and AJ Burnett. And they went on to win the World Series. So, they kind of built a really strong team there. Well, the Yankees have the history of spending a lot there's no of salary. Money. There's no salary cap in baseball. No, but I just try to remind myself of uh, if I was in that situation. Or if the Yankees went out and signed Bryce Harper or Mike Trout to a lucrative contract. Well, you know? it, it's, a, it's a different argument to make because... One player affects the more affects the game more in basketball than it does yeah, in baseball. Well, than nine people on the field. Well, yeah, but and playing both ends in basketball gives you the chance to have the higher impact. Now, um, you think I don't think there's any question that Kevin Durant deserved the Finals MVP. Scored thirty points in every single game. Played great defense on LeBron uh, when he was on LeBron. They did a lot he of switches. Some big shots also. Hey, man, top of the key. He's going to hit that contested three every single time. Durant wanted his ring. He wanted Finals MVP, and he was not going to let anybody get in his way. Yeah, and and that's and that's the message away from this is it was the series that we pretty much expected in terms of the Warriors are going to run away and win. Now, they did drop a game to the Cavaliers, and I expected that. I I assumed they were going to drop two, one for LeBron and one for the great shooting performance. LeBron played great in every game, averaged a triple-double for the finals. Let's not take away from that. He played great, but him being great alone wasn't enough to win them a game. But at the end of the day, they won a game based on a historic shooting performance of all time that would have been very hard to Regular repeat. Regular season or playoffs. Um Takeaways from Game 5, the Cavaliers were leading. The Warriors got back into it once Zaza sat down. Um, I want to say Tyron Lue should be getting more criticism because uh, he doesn't because he's kind of a figurehead and he's not really that much of the coach. No. Um, J.R. Smith was 5 for 5 from 3. J.R. Smith had the Cavs and 7 mentality the he, entire game. Well, it's not even that. It was just that he was so hot and they weren't feeding well, him yeah. the ball. They were playing LeBron ball. And they have to... He still put up, what, like 24? I don't know. But he was still shooting. He was unconscious. And how can you not feed a guy like that? He's one of the heat check guys of this era. And to not consistently feed him to shoot those threes, I don't know how you can say it wasn't Tyron, Tyron Lue's fault at all. Um, Jerry Smith had 25 points. Yeah. Kevin Love five for, Was six. he 5 for 6 from 3? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Jared? But Kevin Love had 6 points. Um, 
Kevin Love played great throughout the whole series. He didn't get enough credit. He was in foul trouble early. He didn't play a lot of minutes. Yeah, he two fouls in the first three minutes. I'd say behind LeBron on the Cavs that Kevin Love played the most consistently throughout. Because Kyrie wasn't there one or game one or two. Well, both I, I want to say both of them had three really good off or really good games, two not games, but in those games where Kevin Love wasn't doing as much offensively, he still grabbed rebounds and he still played good defense. Mm-hmm. And you know, Kyrie, man, he's good, but his defense needs to step up, and he could be a really good defender if he tried. I don't think he wants to put in that much effort on the other side. Um, moving forward from this, how many? Um, I don't want to say get into the not one, not two, not three, not four, but five times that LeBron has lost in the finals now, you have to at some point use it against them. Uh, There was a great argument on Colin Cowherd earlier today. If it would have been such a great accomplishment for LeBron James to beat this super team, how can you not say it's a disappointment that he didn't? You can't just say, oh, you know, if he beats them, oh, my God, he's the best of all time now. But, but if, if he, he doesn't, if then he, there's he, no he, backlash at all. If, if he doesn't, him. oh, no, well, he played a great series. that You can't take anything away from him. You, you, can't, you, have, you, have, you can't pick and choose like that. It's being very selective. A lot of people wanted to see LeBron bring Cleveland to their back-to-back title against this Warriors team that, were, that, was, basically, that was put together to defeat LeBron James. You included. Yeah. And, you know, everybody— uh, well, not those people wanted to see it, so when it doesn't happen, you, you you're like, yeah, um, I wish it would have went the other way. It is disappointing that, didn't, but it's not disappointing in the fact that, oh, they had a three one lead and blew it. They blew a three one deficit. I'm kidding. I'm being. I'm trying to make a joke. Didn't work. Fell flat. But that's what happens here. I'm not a comedian. I'm an I'm an amateur podcaster. But with that being said. You have to start factoring it into his legacy that he is losing on the biggest stage. Yeah, he's going against great competition, but mm-hmm. at some point, he should not always have his foot on the pedal. He has to take a step back and allow the players around him to get better. The argument that LeBron makes everyone better, I find a little bit of holes in that. Not saying that Jordan made everyone better either. He made people worse too. But you can't really use that for LeBron completely because Kevin Love and Chris Bosh were both amazing on their in their own. respective careers before they joined LeBron. LeBron has been a detriment to the careers of some of these players because it's not the kind of basketball that they flourish in. And if you're LeBron and you want to have the best chance to win, I don't know, man. Maybe you should run some plays for Kevin Love or maybe you should you know, do more than just I'm going to post up and then pass out of the post because everything's run through you and Kyrie. It's the two-crown system, as Kobe Bryant likes to call it. And when you have a system like the Warriors, and you're getting the ball more often, and you're sharing the ball, you're being unselfish, guys are going to be willing to take less money to play, going to be generally happier, and will try more on defense. I don't know about you, but J.R. Smith, a couple of times, after those shots were made, he put his head down, he looked like a sulking baby walking back to the other end. He'd given up. I don't know if I want to play with that guy, but it's LeBron's boy, so we got to pay him more money than he's worth. But I'm going to I'm going to stop blowing LeBron out here and saying that he will be remembered with Kareem as two of the greatest players of all time who were great for the longest time. Both yeah, well, this is LeBron's 14th year, right? Yes. And he has been great for he's been great for 14 years. Yeah. He's been ever since he stepped into the league. He's met every single expectation. 
But that's the thing is just because you were an A player, an A player for 20 years, does that make you better than a guy that was A plus for 10? That's the argument. Well, um, I think we made this point on the last podcast also. Mm -hmm. The drop-off of that player, how far they drop off, and then you can better evaluate your situation then. And it's not even as much as a a drop-off, really. Kareem Kareem dropped off, but I'll say from 70 to 87, 17 years, he was top two center in the league every single year if not the top center in the league. He won finals MVP, I think, 14 years apart. He's ridiculous, man. And I want to say what he went to, he was what, five and five in the finals or six and five in the six and four in the finals. I mean, he lost his fair share of finals too, but he did win. He did have Magic Johnson, who's another perennial great of all time. I think it's going to be time for LeBron to really take a step back and realize that he can't control everything anymore. It's not the kind of player that he is. He's a distributor. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're going to surround yourself with guys that are going to be really good shooters, work the offense around them. Don't work it around driving to the rim. Uh, now, what I've heard is the scariest thing for the NBA is if LeBron decides, oh, yeah, I've made enough money. I'm not taking a max contract anymore. I'm going to play for the mid-level exception and just ring chase. Because he's obsessed with catching Jordan. He can't deny it at this point. He's been too forward about it. Mm-hmm. And if the six things is what's going to make him catch Jordan, in his mind, he's going to do that. In my mind, he shouldn't be jumping around and winning rings because then if it becomes strictly a rings argument, well, Michael Jordan's not the greatest because Bill Russell has 10 ring, or 11 rings. Uh, Casey Jones has seven. Robert Horry has seven. I don't think Robert Horry's better than Michael Jordan. But it's what you do. Michael Jordan went to six finals, won six, never went to a game seven. He was great. I think he scored over 30 points in almost every finals one that they had. Don't quote me on that, but (laughs) he was great on the biggest stage. And if if we did talk about rings, James Jones has three. Yeah, right. JaVale McGee has one. Melo has zero. Matt Barnes has a Matt, a, Matt, Matt. Barnes is an NBA champion. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. But that's 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 what the argument's going to become. And we'll see what LeBron does, whether he tries to run it back one more year. I think he will stay at least one more year in Cleveland. I won't be surprised if he leaves again. I, do I think he'll leave again? No. I think he's going to try and build whatever he can there. But at some point, he's going to have to hone his GM skills because David Griffin's gone. David Griffin's in Orlando now. I don't know, man. I'm not going to say the Warriors could win four titles in a row because we they've had one of the most impressive three-year stretches in the history of the NBA. Two or three titles. Uh, they won, what, 67, 73, and 67? Something like that. Yeah, they've won 207 games in three years in the regular season. That's ridiculous. No one's ever done that before. It's a lot. <laughs> Now, obviously, they'll have to keep the team together, and injuries are always a question. If somebody gets injured, that'll you know sidetrack them. But KD got injured, and then when he came back, they did not lose a game since he had come back. Uh, they won 31 straight. Until and game four. When they play together, and as they just learn to know who they are and 
you know, we still didn't even see a lot of Kevin Durant, Steph Curry pick and rolls. No. That's a huge thing. But do you have any have any points on it before we move on to the next topic here? Uh, no, I'll, I think we hit pretty much pretty, covered. Pretty solid the last three podcasts. Hey, man, you got to <laughs> drill it into the ground with the material available to us. Uh, with that being said, next big thing for the NBA, the 22nd, we have the NBA draft. Now Alonzo Ball has been the headline, even though he is probably not going to be the number one pick. His father, the overjoyed soccer mom, is barking for him to go to the Lakers and that his son is the best player, already better than Steph Curry. Not only his son going to the Lakers, but in the future, his other two sons, LiAngelo and LaMelo, go to the Lakers and they have a ball dynasty there. Uh, Not going to happen. I hate LeVar Ball. Um, (laughs) Lonzo will probably go too, despite the reports that the Lakers are putting out, just to try to tell teams... Oh, yeah, we're not going to take him, but you are. You can't believe Magic Johnson is going to take over as president of basketball operations and that he won't draft the kid from L.A. Yeah. Come on, man. I, um, I think, and a, a tall point guard at that. Yeah. I, I think that Markel Fultz goes to the Celtics. I think the Celtics are going to start building for the post-LeBron uh, Cavs era, try and make a finals run. I think that's almost – more important to them. The Warriors are going to be around for a little bit. Well, uh, and, and an important uh, thing to, well, talking about the Celtics real quick, uh, Gordon Hayward and his wife recently posted a picture on social media of their daughter wearing a shirt with a shamrock. Conspiracy theories, running amok. He's also been rumored to have interest in signing with the Miami Heat. Uh, Al Horford's not a spring chicken. I don't think they're in a win-now mode. Gordon Hayward's not a spring chicken. He's almost 30 years old. He's 27, yeah. So how many years can he be good in his prime for? Same question for Isaiah Thomas. Do they sign him to a max deal? A lot of questions. You never know. A lot of questions will be answered in the coming weeks. Um, A week from, I want to say Thursday? Yeah, a week from Thursday is the draft. Uh, So about nine days. Josh Jackson goes third. I don't know. I think it depends if Alonzo Ball goes two or not. If Lonzo doesn't go two, Josh Jackson goes two. And vice versa. Not necessarily. Um, because right. there's been a lot of talks about the Sacramento Kings willing to trade five and ten to move up and take De'Aaron Fox. I don't think he's worth both of those there's picks. There's talks about the Knicks trying to move up to take De'Aaron. Oh, the Knicks. Philly no, Jackson. No, that's not a talk. Knicks. There's talks of them potentially trading with Portland. Uh, to get another first-round pick in the mid-range area, you know whether that's to select Luke Kennard or Justin Jackson, we don't know. Um, I like Luke Kennard a lot. Um, do you have anybody that's a sleeper candidate for the draft or someone not really known about, or are you pretty much thinking it's going to be a chalk draft? We're not going to see many surprises in the top ten. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to see many surprises in the top ten. Top ten's pretty much been set few weeks now um later in the draft might be some surprises um second round also but um but yeah i think top 10 stays pretty much how it's been mocked up not like in the order but at least the same people that have been predicted to go top 10 i know there's a couple people moving up draft boards right now um between the likes of luke Kennard. luke Um, Kennard had a great workout for uh you mean the minute and 30-second 
video. video that you saw. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you can shoot, you can shoot threes not guarded. Okay, almost every NBA player can do that. No, I watched plenty of Duke games Zaza. this season, <laughs> and I think that he's a great prospect. I think he's great at getting to the rim. He's a great mid-first-round pick. Um, I don't see him going in the top ten, but don't be surprised. Shooting's a commodity. It's it's going to be interesting. I would I really want to see how Lonzo does. Obviously, everybody does, and you have to give credit for his father. We're all talking about Lonzo Ball, even on this little podcast. But Markel Fultz is going to come out right away, be a 15-point-a-game guy, be a great coming-off-the-bench guy at first for the Celtics, and then as they figure out the rest of their rotation, we'll see. But beyond the draft, um, the NBA awards are June 26th. By the way, because they haven't officially given out any awards because the NBA is trying to be the Oscars. I know you probably don't care about the regular season's awards anymore because the season's over. It's done. Yeah. Most of us were probably like, all right, well, yeah, Russell won MVP, right? No, nothing's happened yet. No, I, I think they should change that. Yeah, it's um, the first year they've well, done Well, because in, in the NFL, Matt Ryan was named MVP before the Super Bowl. Well, it, well he's regular season MVP. Yeah. MVP's, well, MVP is not... A uh, postseason award. Where is it? No. And what they should do, really, you, you, in you that context, I mean, uh, yeah, in that context, though, what they should do, they have an award show or not? What do they have award show? Whatever they want to do. But after the regular season's over, before these playoffs start going, or in the middle of the playoffs for the regular season awards, name the awards. But they have a Finals MVP. Now, they shouldn't have just a Finals MVP. They should have a playoffs MVP. Just like they do in baseball. They have a World Series and a postseason MVP. In hockey, the MVP is for, like, the finals MVP, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. is for all of the postseason. It's not just for the finals. Yeah. And I really think they should look at that more because when you look back in history, if you look to 2007, for example, Tony Parker won finals MVP. <laughs> Tony Parker wasn't the best player in that playoffs. He was arguably the best player in the finals. But Tim Duncan was the face of that team, and he was the best player throughout the playoffs. So Tim Duncan, therefore, would get the finals MVP or the playoffs MVP, however you weed it out there. Do you think we have any surprises with any of the regular season awards, though? Well, we already know the finalists are down to Harden and Westbrook. And Kawhi. And Kawhi. Mm -hmm. Do you think Kawhi or Draymond will win Defensive Player of the Year? Draymond? Um... I want it to be Kawhi. My heart says Kawhi. My head says Draymond. Draymond was the anchor for that Warriors team. He played significant minutes at center, though only being probably about 6'6". Let's be real. Man, he was standing next to LeBron, and he's listed at 6'7", and LeBron's listed at 6'8". One of the two is lying about their height. Let's be or real. Both. <laughs> or both. Um, but I think Draymond gets it. Even though Kawhi had less help around him, um, I think Draymond is both great on-ball, off-ball. So is Kawhi. Um, But I think winning and always having a high number of steals. And there's other intangible things that analytics can't really, um, you know, quantitate. I think Draymond gets it. Um, I really think Rudy Gobert should have gotten more um, leeway in the conversation. He was a great defensive anchor for that Jazz team. Who was a defensive-minded team? I mean, he, he led the league in blocks per game, right? I believe so, yeah. Um, question. So, if there was a playoffs MVP... Who would I give it to? Yes. LeBron James. 
That team doesn't make that team. That. that team doesn't make the finals without LeBron James. I don't think they make the playoffs without LeBron James. That's a ridiculous point. They are a least a five seed without LeBron. Okay, yeah, probably shouldn't have went that far. It's okay. But um, we all make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> Can't argue that one. Hey man, when you have to sign uh, two superstars and trade away a draft pick, you're not a super team. But when you draft three of them and sign one, you are. Okay, fair enough. But Anyways, any final comments or anything you want to you want to talk about before we sign off here? Thank you for being a part of this three three parter over the uh, length of our trip here. Um, probably be doing some kind of draft preview podcasts uh, this weekend, uh, leading up to the draft next week. But if you don't have anything else to say, no, I think that's it. Maybe I'll be on another podcast uh, in the future over the summer. Maybe in Orlando. Maybe some Yankee talk. Maybe, um, maybe. But thank you. I appreciate Number one in the power rankings right now. <laughs> I, I appreciate you helping us out. Thank you, thank you. Um, thank you to our friends at Bold City Records for the intro music. As always, we love them. And, you know, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. Follow us on SoundCloud, Twitter. Subscribe. We're out there. Uh, hit us up in the DMs for questions. If you want to do a, we'll do a mailbag segment one of these days. But, you know, we are, you know, we're at. And we're out.